Hey, welcome to Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift, and I'm not the perfect dad, but every day I am trying to be better. Thank you so much for being with me today. I want to talk to you about being proactive, about being intentional about the things that you do today because you understand the significance they will have tomorrow. That's what we're going to talk about today. But before we jump into today's topic, let me ask you, if you haven't done so already, to subscribe to this podcast, review it because that's going to help people find it. But most of all, make sure that you share it because that will directly reach your community and your network and the other dads that you're friends with, the other dads that you know. So subscribe and share the podcast. Also connect with Fathering Our Future on social media. If you're on Instagram, if you're on Facebook, especially if you're on Facebook and you are a dad and you don't have a joint account with your wife, send an invite to Fathering Our Future Dads Only, and you can be a part of the exclusive community that's just for dads. There's additional content. So for example, with last week's episode where I had a special guest, Pastor D.G. Hargrove, I asked him two questions outside of the podcast that only dads in that community got to be privy to. I asked him, what do you think dads today need to hear? The answer was fantastic. And the second question I asked him was, what's the one value or attribute that a dad needs to have through every phase of fatherhood. And he really just cut to the core on that answer, and it was a great addition. So if you are a dad and you're interested in the guest, which I'm excited about guests that will be on this podcast, but if you're interested in the guests that are on this podcast and what they have to say on the topic of fatherhood, just outside of the interview that everyone gets to hear, then please submit an invite to be a part of the Dads Only group on Facebook. We will welcome you with open arms into the community, and I think not only will you be blessed, but you'll have the opportunity to be a blessing to other dads. So follow Fathering Our Future on social media. Let's talk about today's topic, the proactive dad. I want to encourage you and motivate you to start living proactively, to be intentional about using wisdom to guide your thoughts. You have to allow wisdom to guide your thoughts. It's one thing to look at today and to say, okay, there's things that I need to do that are for today that will have a direct benefit today, not tomorrow. And I understand there are things like that that you have to do, but there are opportunities probably every single day, where you can make decisions that don't just only impact right now. But if you will, those benefits of those decisions are stored up for a later time. There's more of an impact on tomorrow because of those decisions than there will be today. I think of it as saving money. Compound interest works its magic And maybe you're saving $5 today, but in years down the road, that $5 has multiplied significantly, especially as you add to it in a disciplined fashion. I think about the little stool that I made for my daughter, Reagan. It had a purpose for today, and she still uses it, 
But I left a little note on the bottom of that stool so that one day, when Daddy's no longer in the picture because time has taken its toll and she's struggling with whatever it may be, she can go get that stool, she can flip it over, and she can be reminded that I thought the world of her and I knew she'd be able to overcome anything. And that little message on that little stool that I made for her down the road will hopefully motivate and encourage her to take that next step. So we can make decisions right now that have a huge impact on the days ahead. And that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about being proactive. So let me first start by talking about this proactive nature to those of you who are soon-to-be dads. There's some friends that I've added to the group, the Dads Only group in Facebook, and I'm very excited that they're about to experience fatherhood. I know they're going to love it, and I know they're going to do well at it, and it it's exciting for me to see other men getting ready to become dads. So let's talk about being proactive while you're expecting a child to come. I'm just going to take a little bit of time for the rookies out there. But let's go ahead and start. Let's let's appease mama-to-be, and that is you want to make sure that all of the physical preparations are in place. Nursery needs to be completed, okay? The crib needs to be set up. Everything needs to be hung. You make mama happy. You get the nursery ready. In addition to that, there's a little overnight bag that you should probably set up for when you go to the hospital. When delivery starts to happen, you don't want to be like, oh my God, she's going into labor. What do I need to pack? Nope. Experts tell you and veteran parents will tell you this, have a bag packed and ready to go. Now, I'm not going to give you a list of everything that you need. You can Google that and I will go ahead and give you this recommendation. Don't just take one list off Google and say, this is what we need. Go through a few of them, see the differences, and just pack it all. <laughs> it just use some wisdom, okay? You want to make sure that you have everything that you need to accommodate yourself, but also to accommodate mama, okay? Because she's going to be doing the grunt of the work. I think we can all agree on that. So you want to have that ready. And any other accommodations that you're going to need in the house, you make sure that stuff is ready to go. If you and your wife have sat down and you've made a list of, okay, baby is coming, here's what we need, you make sure that list is done. And you make sure that list is done, I'm going to say probably around 32 weeks at the latest. Just make sure it, make sure it's out of the way that you have some breathing room and you don't have to worry about it. But outside of the physical preparations, let me talk to you about yourself for a moment. Because you need to prepare yourself to be a dad by working on yourself. Here's some examples. If you're going to be a good dad, one, you have to be selfless. And this is easier said than done. I will testify to this, and I think everyone who's ever lived can testify to this point. Yes, being selfless feels wonderful, and there's a beautiful sense of fulfillment that comes from it. But it is very easy to get caught up in, hey, I want to do this and I want that. So you have to be selfless. You have to aim to be selfless as a dad. So why don't you try giving something away that you've been holding on to 
that might actually help someone else more than it helps you. Try being patient when you have the impulse to explode in anger. Try showing kindness when it's not deserved. Try loving someone when it's not reciprocated back to you. Try taking time away from yourself to devote to someone else to help them reach their goal. Give a dollar to someone on the side of the road. Buy a meal for someone holding a sign that says they're hungry. Buy a box of Girl Scout cookies from the little girl who's trying to ask you if you'd like a box. Do something to make someone else happy. Because in doing that, you will find a sense of fulfillment that maybe you've never experienced. And if you can do that for others, when it comes to your very own child, it's going to be a whole lot easier. Because there's just a unique and special bond and you already want to give them the moon and everything else that you want to be able to get into your grasp. You just want to give them everything. And while that's not feasible, this is where our heads go because we get emotional. And yes, if you're not emotional, having kids will make you emotional. But you need to work on you as you prepare to be a dad. You need to work on you because there's going to be times where your kids make you angry. But you need to learn before your kids get here how to have patience when you experience anger. There's going to be times that your kids don't want you around, but you need to teach yourself how to love them even when it's not being reciprocated back to you. So try try some of these things. Work on yourself, and I promise you when the big day comes and you finally hold that miracle in your arms, and as you live and they grow with you, these things will truly come in handy. So that's for the rookie dads out there. Take that and do something with it. Now let's talk to all the other dads. And rookie dads, keep listening because you're going to go down the same path that we're on right now. Now, I will say this. I don't believe in a simple one, two, three-step process to be a good dad. We all have different pasts and perspectives. My kids will be different than your kids. My environment will look different than your environment. So not every one, two, three-step is going to be applicable for every scenario. So what you really need to do is learn to love. You need to learn to be selfless. You need to learn to be a giver. And if these qualities reside in you, they will flow out of you regardless of what your scenario looks like. So Ricky, dads, you got what I think all of us as dads need to have. We need to be selfless. We need to be givers. We need to learn to love. And that needs to be the core of who we are as dads. If that will be our core, then all these other situations that come our way, it's going to be okay. So as we work on ourselves, as we proactively work on ourselves, because every day we need to continue working on being givers and being selfless and being good at loving other people, We need to work on these things. We need to be intentional about these things because by doing this, not only do we better ourselves, but we are being proactive in a way that's going to richly benefit our kids. And you're smart enough to know what's down the road for your kid. You understand 
what's coming. You were a kid. You lived that life. And you know what to you know what to expect. You can say that old expression, I've been there, I've done that, and I have the t-shirt. That's that's where we fall into. So, I mean, there's just things that we know. I mean, for example, if your kid's in high school, you know that college is knocking at the door. You know that that's coming down the road. So you could do some homework. You could, one, check and see if it's still the same as it was for you. You can get familiar with the process so that you can speak confidently to your kids about it. And you could pass some some assurance onto your kid when they're trying to enroll. That was a big thing for me. I remember when I was getting ready to go to college, there were a lot of factors floating around, but that was one of them. It's like, man, there's so much that's going on with this. And everyone in my circle, including my parents, it's like they didn't really have a familiarity with college. And it just, everything was kind of overwhelming. The confidence factor would have been helpful. But dads, you're smart enough to know this stuff. You know what's coming down the path. If you're paying attention, you can see and notice the avenues of life that your kids are going down. And you have the ability to think and use wisdom to help your kids. And if you're proactive about it, it's going to be a wonderful thing for you. So let's just start down the road. We started first with rookie dads. Rookie dads, you have kids. You're in the same boat that I'm in. Let's start here. So you know that your kids are going to go to school at some point. And if you don't plan on homeschooling them, then they're going to public school, private school. They're going to be out of your care somewhere else in a new environment where you're not there. So here's what you want to do. You want to make sure that they have friends. You want to make sure that they get to socialize with kids their age. Take them to a park. Let them meet other people. Let them play with other kids. Take them to church. Let them be involved in Sunday school. And maybe this means that you need to start going out and being intentional about making friends yourself. This is a way that you can be proactive for your kid. You're being proactive by being social. And if you're introverted, which I'm not, I come alive in groups, but if you're introverted and this is a tough thing, remember this is not about you. You're doing this to benefit your kid or your kids. Socialize. Be proactive in making connections. I know people who are introverted by nature but are wonderful with people. And it's astounding to watch them in these circles. Now, when they're done, I've had conversations with them and they're like, man, I am exhausted. Trying to, trying to be social is so difficult for me and it takes the life out of me. I love it. I, I love when it happens. I love the experience, but it, it's, it's just not, it's not my nature. You can do it. If you're introverted, you can do it. And remember, your kids are going to be in this environment where there are new people around. They need to know how to interact with people. This is an incredible skill that not only benefits them when they go to school for the first time, but it will benefit them throughout the course of their life. If they learn how to communicate, if they learn how to build relationships with other people, life can be such a breeze for them. This is a skill that people fail at all of the time. So you being proactive about jumping out of your box 
and meeting other people, allowing your kids to see how you do it, but then meeting other people with kids your age and then giving your kids the opportunity to form friendships with their kids, you are doing a huge benefit for them. So be a proactive dad. Here's another thing. You know that your son's getting ready to go through puberty. It's not a mystery. You did it too. It's not like it's just going to skip a generation. There are a lot of new things that they're getting ready to experience. There are new pressures that will be placed on them. And daddy, you need to be the one who is equipped and ready to have those conversations to help them manage this change. There are tons of resources that you can tap into. If your kids, let's say they're six, seven, eight years old, they're around there, I think now is probably the time for you to start researching this. Don't just say, I'll do it tomorrow, because the more you do that, the more you keep saying, I'll do it tomorrow. And next thing you know, your kid's 12 and they've learned about everything else from all their other friends and whoever else has influenced them. And now you have a mess on your hands that you have to try and navigate and you want to get mad at the kid, but it's your fault because you weren't being proactive. Remember that when that time comes. You need to be the proactive dad. You need to prepare yourself to have those conversations. Those are tough conversations, but they need to happen within the home. We don't need to let culture and society tell our kids, oh, this is happening to your body. Here's your options. You need to be the man of the house. You need to be the display of masculinity to your sons, to your kids, really. But specifically with your sons, they need to see what masculinity looks like. And they need to know that, hey, as I am going through these changes, I have someone who's been there, who's done that, and who proudly wears the t-shirt, and I can go to him for questions. And that him needs to be dad, that him needs to be you. You know that's coming. You know that change is coming for your sons. So be proactive and get ready for those conversations. Maybe your kids are about 14 years old. Well, they're going to be driving in a couple of years. So make sure you talk to them about driving. Make sure when you have unique situations on the road that you tell them, why you did what you did. You will sound like the epic dad. Like, hey, here's why I made this left turn this way. Yes, you're going to fit into a very (laughs) cliche category, but that's okay. You're a dad. You're supposed to. A dad is supposed to be a dad. When things like that happen, just make sure they understand. You can take them out to a parking lot in a closed private environment and give them the opportunity to feel what it's like being behind the wheel of a vehicle. Because... You don't want your kid to turn 16, get their license, and then just go for it. I mean, you want to be intentional. You want to use wisdom. You want to be proactive because this is going to benefit your kid. So be proactive. I do this with my kids right now. My kids are five, three, and one. The one-year-old doesn't get any of it, obviously. But the three-year-old and the five-year-old, they know what road signs mean. They can identify a stop sign. They know what all the lights on the stoplight mean. They even know when people are driving wrong. And this is hilarious. If I can ever capture this on video, I promise I will share it with the world. But my son, Franklin, 
he <laughs> he will literally tell people if they are sitting at a red light and I'm not paying attention or I'm talking to one of the other kids, he will scream at them and say, go, what are you doing? And then he tells me, he's like, dad, if they don't get off the road, I'm going to go steal all of their toys. I'm like, I don't know who taught you these threats that you throw out at people, but it is hilarious listening to him have road rage in the third row of a Honda Pilot. It is fantastic. And then my daughter Reagan jumps in and just screams and, you know, together it is, I can't even have road rage. If, if I start to experience and the kids go off on it, it's just like they have one up to me and I cannot get on that level. So I just laugh and it really helps with the road rage. But the point is, is I'm teaching my kids right now hey, the road can be a dangerous place, but if you know what you're doing, it can be a safer place. So here's what this stuff means. Here's why I do this. Here's the deal about speed limits, especially if your kids are 14 years old, 15 years old, and they are getting ready to drive. You need to be proactive, and you need to make sure that they have an understanding of the road, of the vehicle, and that they're going to be safe drivers when they get the opportunity. Will your kids probably do something stupid behind the wheel of a car? Yes. But you have an opportunity to be proactive to mitigate those stupid acts. So think about it. Be diligent about it. And then be intentional about it, okay? Now, I already talked about this, but let's talk about it a little bit more. Your kids are probably going to go to college. I think most parents, at least here in America, are probably thinking to themselves, my kids are going to go to high school, and after that, my kids will go to college. This is the typical path that everyone goes down. So, while you're making plans for your kids to potentially go to college, or at least to graduate high school, there are some things that you can do. Yes, being familiar with the process of taking all the tests and doing all the preparation and the enrollment, all of that can be helpful. And here's the thing, you don't have to know how to do it, but you can just make contacts or find places that can help you do it all and you can speak confidently of them. That will have the same effect with your kids. But here's something that I want to challenge you to do because I think that this is an incredible thing and honestly this is inspired by my wife's grandparents. So what they did when they started having grandkids, they started making accounts for all of the grandkids. And they didn't have a lot of money, but when they had some change, when they had a couple dollars, they were always consistent. Every week, they'd put something in the accounts for the kids. Sometimes it's pennies, but every week they were consistent and they put something away for the kids. And when they all graduated, they found out that they had these accounts with thousands of dollars in the accounts, accounts that were helpful to them, that were huge blessings and benefits. So, you know, I thought about this. Your child's born, you know at some point they're going to go to college. So, you know, if we're talking about being the proactive dad and letting wisdom guide us and we're doing things today that are going to benefit tomorrow, let's think this through. If your kid is born and you start putting... $5 a week into an account for your kid, okay? It's $260 a year. For simplicity's sake, let's just call it $250. So every four years, your kid has an account with $1,000 in it. So by the time they are 16, they have $4,000. Maybe that's something that they could use to purchase their first vehicle, 
Or maybe you just don't tell them about it yet. Because when they're 18, they now have $4,500. They're graduating. That $4,500 will look really nice to them as a graduation gift. Hey, I know you're getting ready to go to college. You've got to get books. You've got to move. You've got to do all this other stuff. Here's an account that I started for you. When you were born, you've got $4,500 in it. Great job on graduating. I mean, what, what a fantastic thing to do for your kids. But here's the thing. You know that there's a huge financial cost that's associated with college. You can be the proactive dad and start putting away a little bit every week, every month. Do something. And as you put that money away, it's going to grow. And yes, it doesn't feel like when you put $5 away that it's significant. But when you put $5 away for 18 years and you do it every single week for 18 years, you go from five to 4,500. That's a big jump. And yeah, it takes a while, but if you're disciplined in the small things, newsflash, those things grow and they become huge benefits. Your kid will love you if when they graduate, you're like, hey, here's a few thousand dollars that I've put away for you for this moment. You've done a good job through high school. Maybe they don't go to college. Maybe they want to start a business. Maybe they want to be entrepreneurial. That's okay. You can still give them the money. And you can still say, hey, I'm proud of you. Here's money for you to start doing the thing that you want to do. I promise you. Little things like that become big things down the road. This is wisdom at work. Okay, Doing something like this is wisdom at work. And it's going to be a huge game changer for your kid if you can do something like that. And honestly, I think most of us could probably do more than that. I mean, $5 a week, realistically, this is saying, you know, if you like coffee, you don't go to Starbucks every day of the week. Maybe you only go six days out of seven. Whoa, that's not that hard to do. Maybe you don't go to Chick-fil-A for breakfast every single morning. Maybe one day a week, you grab something at the house instead of enjoying one of those buttery, delicious chicken biscuits. I know that's going to be hard to do, but I think you can do it one day a week. And by doing that and putting that money that you were going to give to some business and some company and putting it towards an account for your kid, now you've done something huge for them because you're being proactive. Be the proactive dad. This is going to richly benefit your kid. Let me talk about one other thing before we wrap this up today. I'm going to talk to you about exercise, being proactive about your health, about your weight. I know this is a touchy subject. I know some people are like, no, I don't, I don't want to hear this. I'm not going to tell you that you need to have, you know, six pack abs. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have that yet. I will. <laughs> That's the goal anyway. It's been the goal for a long time. But the thing is, you need to be proactive about your health. Because you don't want to be the dad who can't get around when your kid's in high school. You don't want to be the dad who just ate and ate and ate and never did anything and kicked the bucket before your kids had moved out of the house. Now, I understand that sickness and things like that happen and tragedies befall families all the time where kids have to grow up without a parent or without parents. And that's tough, and I hate those situations, but when you can prevent that, that's on you. 
this is what I'm trying to encourage you to do to be proactive and be proactive about your health. It's not just learning to love. It's not just being a giver. It's not just being selfless, but you need to, you're bettering yourself so that you can, in a greater way, benefit your kids. I want to be able to compete with my son one day. I know my son's going to grow up and be a giant, all right? My wife is almost the shortest person on her side of the family, and she's 5'10". Her mom's 5'8", and she's the shortest. But all of the men in her family are 6'5 and up, okay? My son's going to be huge, and I'm, I'm ready for this. And I cannot wait for the opportunity to play basketball with him or whatever sport he picks. I am looking forward to those opportunities. I want to be able to, to compete with him. Now, maybe you don't have to be able to compete with your child, but be proactive enough about your health and wellness that you're around for a long time, okay? Lord willing, you have no major accidents or emergencies that take place, no random sicknesses that come, you know, in life. I hope none of that stuff happens for you. But I hope that you will also be the proactive dad who says, you know what, I'm going to exercise a few days a week at least. I'm not going to eat all the candy every time I'm exposed to it. I'm not going to eat all the cookies. You know, I did this the other, I did this the other day. It was funny. Um, my wife made these little cookies with my daughter, and they're literally like crack cookies. Now, I've never done drugs, but this I would imagine that drugs are this good since people can't seem to kick them. But you know, I, the other day, I just literally ate all the cookies that were out. I was like, these are too good, and they're so small. So it was the equivalent of eating like maybe two cookies. So it wasn't really all that bad. But you get the point. You can't just eat sweet, 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 sweets all the time. You can't just drink Coke, 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 Coke all the time. Be proactive about your health. Make better decisions because you being alive and well and around, that's going to be great for your kids. Because I know people who are my age and they've lost their parents. And it's not always because they weren't taking care of their health, but they've lost their parents. And it's tough for them. It's tough for your kids, even when they're 30 years old, to lose you. So be proactive about your health. Make these diligent, intentional decisions that are going to benefit your kids. This is what being the proactive dad looks like. You're looking down the road of their life with a wealth of knowledge that they do not have at this time. And you're doing so so that you can equip them for the things that are to come and so that you can be the role model that they need. Some things directly involve them, like conversations about sex. And yes, you need to be the one who's teaching your son about that subject. You don't want other people to do that. You need to be the voice. But there's other things that involve you proactively bettering yourself so that you can be the role model that your kids need, that your kids want. You want your kids to have a desire to look to you for leadership, for guidance, for help, for conversation, for love, for embrace. You want to be that dad. And if you want to be that dad, you'll become that dad by being the proactive dad. By working on yourself in ways that are not going to help you just today, but they're going to help you down the road. So be the proactive dad and let wisdom guide you.
Thank you for being with me today. This is Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift, and I hope you'll join me next time.